0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of a huge night in Europe for Rangers. Giovanni van Bronckhorst's men are in Germany adding the finishing touches ahead of their semi-final against RB Leipzig. Callum McGregor, Tom Rogic, Craig Gordon and Reagan Charles Cook make up the shortlist for PFA Player of the Year and the top four for the Young Player and Women's Awards are also revealed with Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs, Glasgow City and Rangers all represented. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Simon Donnelly and not for the first time, no Marvin Bartley yet. This guy and his late coming Simon Donnelly, uncontrollable. Unbelievable. Uh, I actually was under a bit of pressure myself tonight to get here, Gordon. The traffic is horrendous out there, but I didn't expect to beat him again. I'm re- reliably informed he's just moments away. 01419511025. Make sure you give them it tight when you do get through to the phones. Once is funny, twice is not. Marvin Bartley, I know you'll be listening in the car. Uh, so pick up the phone and give these to your kindest regards. You can get in touch all evening, of course, on Twitter. And it is a huge midweek. Rangers fans, we're talking Europa League semi-final here. We don't find ourselves in this situation very often. So pick up the phone and let us know your Pre-match thoughts, your confidence, your nerves, somewhere in between perhaps, all your thoughts on the team, who should play, who shouldn't play. We're going to go live to Germany, hopefully we'll hear from Giovanni van Bronckhurst, but most importantly, we want to hear from you. And it is awards season, awards season is well and truly upon us and always great for sparking a good debate. The player you like has been overlooked in favour of a player you do not like. There is nothing that gets us heated up more at this time of the season. The PFA Scotland shortlist for players of the year is out what do you make of it is that the right choice is that the right four that you would have picked has someone or more than one person been cruelly overlooked by the professionals let us know 0141 951 1025 and that's when you really know you're getting to the end of the season Simon is when the the PFA uh, debate sparks but more than that you just have to look at tomorrow night this is this is proper European action for Rangers semi-final stage as we said we're not blessed by getting our clubs to this stage very often so what a huge midweek we've got we certainly aren't and you know it's, it seems to have been a feature coming in here on the Wednesday to talk about Rangers on a, on a Thursday night they just keep going and going uh, a massive game tomorrow night for them uh, and if they can get that one step further and get to a final will be a sensational effort uh, well, I'm sure listen, we'll get stuck right into the debate later on but you'll have noticed with interest the PFA shortlists are out what did you make of them at a glance before we argue about them between now and 8 o'clock at a glance yeah I think some of the, the guys have obviously been recognised uh, I think the one for me is the uh, the Celtic skipper Look at this guy Here he is again man arrives Five past six <laughs> is better than than his previous attempt To be fair Listen Simon carry on mate Don't disturb you <laughs> Who's to blame this time? Ailey Ailey Barber The You know It's, it's not acceptable I want to tell you what happened today Can I, <laughs> can I have one minute? Please Can I have one minute? The floor is yours Right In the gym A well known gym by the way An expensive gym Wi-Fi's not working Irrelevant Right Wi-Fi's working for her Take you half an hour from here You'll be fine so go to the gym, come out, use the sauna and stuff, sitting down, she's having a coffee, I'm having a bottle of water, she's like, oh, saying 35 minutes now, go to leave, 50 minutes to get here. I'll, I'll pay her fine, but she's going to be paying it, so whatever you want it to be. Honestly, this guy's an adult. 
Yep. Listen, no. Look after your own timekeeping. <laughs> oh, listen, leave me alone. Sorry, Simon, carry on. 01419511025. Pick up the phone and let us know what's on your mind. Whether it is Rangers fans looking ahead to tomorrow, and surely you'll want to do that. I keep saying it because it's true. It's not like we get to talk about European semi finals too often. So please pick up the phone and give us all your thoughts. I am absolutely certain uh, we'll have a bit of a. Debate about team of uh, player of the year. Sorry, the nominations are out. I mean, surprisingly, no Marvin Bartley anywhere <laughs> in that list. Uh, I'm as shocked as you are. So pick up the phone and speak to the guys, Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley, who is now here. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Right, whilst you get your calls in on either the player of the year debate or Rangers game tomorrow or anything else. Uh, let's see if we can cross live to Germany and speak to a reporter, Andrew McLean. He's going to set the scene for us, Andrew. Yes, hello. Well, I'm here on the eve of what is a massive, massive game for Rangers. And the fans have been making their way here in their thousands and will continue to do so over the next 24 hours. I was actually having a laugh to myself this morning. I was out a walk and walking through Leipzig. It's a very sort of picturesque student city. I could see lots of young people sitting about on the grass in groups or reading books or cycling. And I'm not sure too many of them were ready for Rangers fans to essentially just take over the city over the course of today or tomorrow. But I could see more and more arriving as the day went on and many of them you know out having a few drinks in the sunshine so many of them that I was speaking to are just full of excitement at this point because a game of this magnitude just doesn't come around very often for any of our Scottish clubs so they're all just savouring the experience of being in the last four of a European competition and plenty of those fans have tickets for the Red Bull Arena tomorrow where Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I think many would say has a big decision to make without Alfredo Morelos and Kemar Roof available but the Rangers manager told me this morning he's relaxed about his team selection. Well, not a big decision. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they're not available. So I always watch, um, you know, the opponents, which players we have uh, available and make my, uh, make my plan for the game. So, you know, we, uh, we showed on, uh, on Sunday, you know, the players who are still, uh, uh, in the team can, can perform as well. You know, we need a big performance, uh, tomorrow. And, uh, so no big decision. I'm just, Make sure you uh, you choose the right uh, the game plan and, and the players perform well. You just have to concentrate on the preparation of games, and uh, you know you have to block all the the media. You have to block all the pressure you 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 get from outside to uh, to win these legs and just concentrate on your uh, preparations and your performance. And I think that's what the players also have to do. Just make sure we pre- prepare well as normal. And uh, once the whistle goes, you know, go into the game and 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 give everything you have on on the pitch and and make sure you have a you have a good result. So uh, in that aspect, for me, that's no difference. I'm not sure the Rangers fans would like the suggestion, Andrew McLean, that they won't be spending the day sitting quietly on the grass reading a book before the game tomorrow. But uh, what else has been said out there? Yeah, well, Alan McGregor was the one up for media duties today as well. He doesn't speak too often, Alan McGregor, but he's been at this stage of a European competition with Rangers before. But you might remember he couldn't play because of injury, so he missed out on the semi-finals in the final back in 2008. But this time round, he's been key for them all the way through this competition. You'd fully expect he'll be the man to start between the sticks tomorrow night, and he's summing up just how big an achievement he feels getting this far is. It's obviously disappointing last time, but it's a different challenge. Wee bit uh, further on in my life, so yeah. Obviously, it will be special. It'll be special for every player um, to get to this stage in a European competition for a club is is massive. 
three and a half years ago, I don't think anybody thought we would qualify for the groups. And then each year we've progressed. It's been an unbelievable achievement for all the boys and the staff throughout the the three and a half years, three and a bit years or so. I never thought it was going to happen, to be honest with you. So you just, as I've said that a million times, you just take each game as it comes. Um, and luckily, well, luckily we've done well and we've deserved to be here, but I'm obviously glad we're here. Um, it'll be a big occasion for the club, big occasion for the players, and we just need to go and enjoy it. I feel like we've got some frame of reference, Andrew. Of course, like people watch German football anyway, but Rangers played German opposition Already there are other German teams still left at this stage of the competition. People have been keeping an eye and RB Leipzig lost at the weekend. What's the sort of confidence level, if you like, that you've detected from the, the locals over there? Yeah, I think there's a, well, certainly from, from Rangers fans that are over here, I think they've seemed very confident, a lot of them basing that on the fact that they went to the Westfalen Stadion, they beat Borussia Dortmund 4-2 and they drew two all back at home, Borussia Dortmund above Leipzig in the table, but I think Leipzig, despite that result, Rangers beating Dortmund, they'll feel that they could have the, the better of Rangers this time round. You, you look at their team, you've got Christopher Nkunku, who's their main man up top. He's got 30 goals for them this season, but they are without three of their regular starters due to suspension. Willie Orban, Mohamed Simakan and Kevin Campbell, they can't play. So you wonder how much that will affect them, although they are a top Bundesliga side, so the guys that they have as replacements will be very good footballers as well. They have had some complaints about fatigue in their camp too. One of their players coming out saying they're physically and emotionally drained after a busy run of fixtures but Van Bronckhorst was sort of dismissing that this morning really saying Rangers have had a busy schedule over the last few weeks too but you wonder whether Leipzig manager Domenico Tedesto whether he's going to rest up tonight or not because he said this morning that he's having to sleep at the training ground because the hotel he's currently staying at has been taken over by Rangers fans Yes, first of all we are, we are happy that um, a lot of, of uh, yeah, Rangers fans will come inside the city because you know they pay hotels, they pay restaurants, they buy beer so it's good for the economy of, uh, of Germany. Um, also in, in my hotel you know we are living still in, in, a, in a really good hotel in the center and they told me that the 200 fans will come inside this hotel so I will sleep here in the, in the academy this, this next two, two days. <laughs> Would you sleep at Livingston's training ground, Marvin? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> no chance at all. Uh, it should be a cracker tomorrow. Thank you to Andrew McLean. He's going to keep us up to speed. You can see his uh, journey out there um, in Leipzig. He's very impressed with the city. You can see at Clyde SSB, he'll keep you up to speed up to kickoff uh, and when we return tomorrow night. So Rangers fans, what do you think about tomorrow? Let's go. 01419511025. Derek is a Rangers fan from Govan. What do you think tomorrow, Derek? How excited are you by the prospect of a Europa League semi-final? Aye, buzzing, buzzing for it, buzzing for it. I was in the last one against Fiorentina. Uh, unfortunately, I can't make this one due to work commitments. But aye, you buzzing. I think uh, it's an amazing achievement just to get to the semi-final. And I think uh, just one last push, time for time for heroes. You know, and I think uh, with Leipzig's injury crisis, we should we should 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 fancy to get a result. What are your memories of the the last one, Derek? Dare I say it? Did you think that? Would be the final one you ever witnessed, and I'm not sure. Maybe in in the years that have passed since, you thought Rangers would would get back there. No, I always thought we'd get to another one. I said that to my son. I always thought we'd get to another one. And, uh, fight, fingers crossed, we do. But I just made the, the game at Ibrox against Fiorentina was cagey. It was a it was a weird atmosphere. Uh, 
and Fiorentina away, well, we, we, we got the result. We just hang in there, and I think that's hopefully we can do tomorrow, you know, just take it back to Ibrox and we'll have every chance. Does this feel different because ultimately of the, you know, the big difference in the way that those respective teams are going about it? We know, you know, successful in their own ways, but that 2008 team was, was very defensive and hard to play against, whereas this team is, is very different, isn't it? Aye, we're a better team, I think, the 2018. The 2018 played to our strengths. We, 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 we fared well against some cracking sides in that journey. Some cracking sides, you know, we drew with Barcelona in the Champions League. Uh, also, you know what I mean? We've we, we, we done well that season. But I think this, this, this team's got more flair in it, more goals, I think, you know. Sum up, I mean, Derek sums up the, the emotional side of it. He's got the vested interest, Marvin, of being a Rangers fan, but... Even just for, for us on the outside To have one of our teams in a, a European semi-final At this stage of the season is great isn't it? Yeah it's absolutely massive And you know I've said it a couple of times Whenever Scottish teams are playing in Europe I support them You know no matter who it is um, And I think tomorrow will be the same um, I think a majority of Scotland will be back And then there'll be still be some that won't be But it's huge you know Absolutely massive for our game And you know, a few, I made a few jokes uh, along the way on Twitter when I was saying oh, I was just a pub league And look how far you know Scottish team are getting But now you're in the semi-final And it is a massive game a tough game, no doubt about it. But if they can bring him back to Ibrox and be in touch and distance, they have to be confident. Um, Derek mentions, you know, his memory of the previous one, it was KG. And semi-finals sometimes get that reputation. Having said that, um, you look at the game last night in the Champions League and, and this is a, a different style of, of Rangers team as well. Is that something you still believe in? Can that happen to semi-finals? It, it, it obviously can happen. I think back to... Celtic with Boa Vista wasn't a, a classic uh, but this Rangers team as you touched on are they're a wee bit more expansive than the team that got to the final in 2008 they've went to Dortmund and, and scored four goals I think it'll be an open game I think Leipzig are quite attacking as well but it's, it's another massive one for, for Rangers as, as we keep saying how many times the, the Scottish teams get to a major final it would be a fantastic effort but I, I, I see a few goals in the game tomorrow uh, Derek how fearful, I don't know if that's the right word How much of a blow is it to have the, the, the problems in attack that Rangers have Or are you totally confident they can be overcome? I can sense that Patty Morelis isn't he playing Because he's a, he, he's a big game player But I, I think uh, Gio might reshuffle it Maybe play Kent directly through the middle uh, And maybe we'll also get Sakala on the, on the bench To bring on his pace Because his pace is frightening if it's, uh, he, could talk, he could talk them, you know yeah, Marvin, that's the reality of it. The, this I don't know if it makes much difference. The, the slightly better thing for Giovanni van Bronckhorst, he's, he's known this is not a surprise, this is not the day before the game. He's had to come up with this plan for a while now. What do you think it'll look like? I think I don't think Kent will go up front. Well, for me, I, I wouldn't put him up there. I think he's been you know absolutely vital to them on the left-hand side. I think one of your better players in Europe. To, to then go and move him and it's a 50-50 where he can play through the middle and how well he'll do. I think you have to build a team or the attacking side of it, definitely with him left midfield. I'd play Sakala. And one thing that interested me the other day when he was playing against Motherwell, he seemed to be coming to feet a lot more and trying to join in a lot more than he was when we saw him play against Braga um, in Europe. So maybe that's something that Gio said to him. You know, if you're going to be my number nine, you have to join in as well. It's not just about running in behind. And I felt against Motherwell, he did that a little bit more. And I think that's something if he adds to his game, you know, we all know about his threat and the pace that he has to go in behind. But I think if he mm. comes to feet, you know, he can help um, them get up the pitch. Mm. Let's thank Derek and Govan and bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan. What would your suggestion be, Andy, how you get around the selection dilemma up top? Hi, how you doing, guys? Hi. No, I, I was going to say the producer there. There's a couple of, there's a couple of ones that's either, I'm thinking it's either going to be Wright or Sakala, maybe Davis or Kamara, right? Maybe have a Rebo up front. But see the one at the back? 
if you see cause Balligan is suspended for the Celtic, I wonder if he'll, he'll play Balligan, put Bassey left, and only keep Barisic for Sunday. I'm not too sure. It depends if you buy into the one game at a time mantra that managers are always talking about. Will, will Giovanni Van Bronckhorst have any thoughts about Sunday when he's picking his team? No, he, he can't. He really, really can't. It's such a big game, you know. If it was like a you know end of the kind of group stages, you already qualified, mm-hmm. then of course you look past that. But I think a semi final, you know, I think Joe will have to look at it and say, let's deal with this game first and foremost. And as you saw, you know, when they played uh, Celtic in the in the Scottish Cup, you know, he dealt with one game at a time and, and they went through in both. So that's what he'll be looking at. You know, no way he'll be looking at Sunday saying, let's rest players for such a big game, you know, not only for, for himself, but for the football club, for the fans and, and like we said earlier, for Scotland. Yeah, I mean, Andy's come up with, you know, Joe Rebo to play up front. The false nine has become <clears throat> a, a common thing. Um in football in recent years Simon Various examples of it Is it something you think Rangers would look to Or, or something a bit more predictable I think the, maybe the young lad Scott Wright Up front uh, Scored at the weekend It may be It, it might have done enough To be selected I think Adebo And Kent on the wide Is more familiar for us uh, I think Davis Maybe Experience in the middle of the park uh, but I think maybe Wright get a chance I know what Marv's saying about Sakala His pace But the boy boy did well And I, I like him You know he just needs a wee bit of confidence Take, Takes his goal really well at the weekend So maybe he's an option How does it feel to be on the eve of a Europa League semi-final Andy? Well absolutely brilliant Honestly I'm, I'm, I'm glad I think it was only one other car I'm buzzing and doing it So I'm still getting another <laughs> 24 hours to go Absolutely buzzing for it Can't wait uh, And I think We'll, we will get a, I think we'll get a result there whether it be a draw no I don't think that mob they sound alright coming into a bit of forum but we, we can take them you know what I mean if we can just play the way we've been playing right up to now Marvin we said it earlier you know Rangers obviously can take confidence from the Borussia Dortmund games RB Leipzig are below them in the table RB Leipzig lost to Union Berlin at the weekend RB Leipzig are without three important players due to suspension that's the, the positive case. I mean, they're obviously a good team. That just goes without saying. Yeah, they'll definitely take confidence, as you said, to go in, you know, and, and beat in Dortmund and, and get in through 100%. But Jerry will remind them that, as you said, you know, this is not the same game. It's a totally different game, totally different team you're playing against with totally different strengths. So yes, we beat Dortmund. That's because we had a game plan. We stuck to it and went out there and implemented it. Have to do the same again tomorrow. Because if you get one step ahead of yourself and say, oh, well, we beat Dortmund, we should beat these guys because they're lower in the league, then you'll find yourselves undone. And that's not what Rangers need, you know. And like people like McGregor who've, you know, experienced it before, an experienced campaign, and he'll be reminding the players we have to go out there and perform tomorrow. Thank you very much to Andy It's 01419511025 Pick up the phone if you want to talk tomorrow's game uh, Please do And what about the PFA Scotland Player of the Year shortlist Callum McGregor, Tom Rogic, Craig Gordon and Reagan Charles Cook Who wins out of those four first and foremost And secondly, who's been hard done by Is that the list you would have picked Is James Tavernier or Alfredo Morelos or Cameron Carter-Vickers Or Bruce Anderson Unlucky to be missing off the list Pick up the phone and let us know 01419511025 right now And we'll speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here It's 01419511025 During the break Bartley's already chomping at the bit He's arguing with us about the player of the year So if you want to get your thoughts in Let's hear it Callum McGregor Tom Rogic Craig Gordon 
and Regan Charles Cook Who'll win out of those four First and foremost Who should win And who's been hard done by Are we talking Alfredo Morelos James Tavernier Cameron Carter-Vickers Maybe I know a lot of Celtic fans Have been happy uh, with him Or maybe there's someone else Altogether Let us know 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well uh, At Clyde SSB uh, Tinky Boy says Gordon you have to ask Marvin Every night this week Monday Tuesday Now Wednesday This has come up You know where this is going? No It's your fashion choice On sports scene On Sunday night It's all people <laughs> want I've been wanting to talk about Since the weekend Well they're not having it Tinky Boy just wants to know About the, the no socks He says lol 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 Which I think maybe sums up <laughs> His feelings Hugh Evans was outraged On Is he Monday not having it as well? well he's He's, he's, a, an, he's an elder More yeah. sophisticated gentleman He probably Marks and Spencer's loafers You can't imagine him with, <laughs> yeah. with no socks Do you know what yeah, I mean True But I'm setting a trend People will follow So what's his name Tinkerboy 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 he'll, he'll have them on next year you Did know. you see them Simon? They were I didn't see them But I'm saying, I'm saying nothing Because I've got my Has he got flip flops on? Flip flops on <laughs> <laughs> Oh what is going on in here? <laughs> Seriously <laughs> And apparently Well Roger Hanna has sent me this The most disturbing image of all Hugh Keevans Who's out Enjoying a few red wines right now. Uh, he's channeling his inner Marvin Bartley and he's got his ankles on show. <laughs> I can honestly say I've known this guy for a long time. I've never seen Hugh Keevan's ankles. I didn't even know he had them. He's looking fabulous though. I always say this. I, I don't know if Hugh's got forearms or ankles because I've never seen them. <laughs> he only ever wears long sleeves. What, what are you saying about the, the combo? I was in a friend's house at the time. Yeah. And he... And we were debating it. And, was it just and no socks? You were getting just no socks. You were getting support actually. That's what I like said. To hear. He said you you you, you pulled it off. That, that was <laughs> some actually, can, and it some pains can. me to say it. Like I, I wanted it to be the some opposite. Can. I like you, mate. Um, I'm on the fence. I must admit. <laughs> right. Anyway, enough about Marvin's fashion choice. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on, let's argue about the. Player of the year That's always a good argument At this time of the year uh, We do have a massive game I was going to say big That doesn't do it justice For Rangers tomorrow So let's bring in Cameron In Falkirk What are you thinking Cameron The guys were Sort of discussing Team possibilities Who, who would you like to see Line up tomorrow uh, I think The Front three for me Has got to be Either Scott Wright Or Sakala on the right And Ken on the left And either Arebo Or Arfield playing as a number A false nine Playing as a number false nine Basically Right Marvin You showed, you showed your hand on this I mean you, you want Sakala to play Essentially right so, But yep. let, let, for the purposes Of the debate Whilst people are throwing These left field suggestions Which one of the non-strikers Is the most suited to the role? Scott Wright I, I <laughs> yeah. would say Yeah I, I think just taking a risk And putting Ariba up front Or Arfield up front Or anybody else Who's not centre forward In a semi-final that's a massive risk. Listen, no disrespect. You're coming to another team in the SPFL and, and you want to do that, you know, then fair enough. But the semi-final, you're going to play a non-striker up there and try and change the whole system that's got you this far. I just think it's a massive, massive risk. And do you know what? Tomorrow, Gio probably does it and everyone's laughing at me. I was going to say, though, does that system not change anyway? Because whoever it is, mm-hmm. is not Alfredo Morelos and is not even Kimar Roof, with, with no disrespect to them. But they are centre-forward. So they all have different strengths to strikers that Rangers Cal's have. Right, the only right. one though, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah. Is, is he is he an out and out centre forward? Is <laughs> Wright not a striker? I'd regard Wright as a again off the side. Isn't yeah, he? He play, for me he plays off the side. If you're picking his best position, you know mm. I think for him, for me he has to be wide. But no doubt he can do it. He's more suited to like I say an Arfield or an Ariba. I just think changing mm-hmm. your whole style and having a non-striker playing up front. Whilst you have a striker there potentially on the bench, I'm not sure what it does. A for Sakala's confidence. 
and, and B for the team I just think you know he's had a couple of games up there now and the boys know what he needs what kind of service don't have to listen to this guy Cameron he turns up late <laughs> for the show and goes on national TV with no socks on so your opinion is, is every bit as valid why why is he wrong why is Scott Arfield the way to go to be honest Scott Wright's been good on over the last few games yes but to, to, before that I've, I've not really seen a player like genuinely I think since Hadji went and got injured we've not really had anybody from the right hand side Takala is decent there, but then he's he's indecisive at times. Like like the last time he played at striker, he he was trying to play Morelos, and that's no him. He, 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 again tomorrow he's going to do the same thing if he starts up top. He's going to try and bully players where his strength is running in behind because he's so he's so fast. But he he he, he can't see that himself. Like he's trying to do things that are beyond him. Scott Wright, I just, I, I don't rate him, really, to be honest. I don't, there you're saying, Marvin Bartley saying, play Scott Wright through the middle, but he's not a recognised striker mm. either. No, he said to Cala, to be fair, and then when I moved the goalposts on the question, um, he sort of settled on, on Scott Wright. But, but like you said, Cameron, in terms of Sakala, when we all speak about him running in behind, if you look at some of the highlights from the Motherwell game, you know, him picking the ball up deep and driving forward, I think he actually sets up a goal by doing just that. So he is trying to, you know, add other things to his game. And, you know, first thing you're playing against Sakala, if you're a centre-half, you're saying, let's drop deep. So if he then goes deep into a number 10 position, gets the ball, turns and drives at you, then it offers you something different. You know, then defenders saying, right, let's squeeze up the pitch. And then it opens up the space for him in behind. He has to play almost cat and mouse with centre-halves. He can't just be, you know, a guy that just wants to run in behind. And this is what I'm saying. I think somebody's had a conversation with him and said, you need to add a little bit more to your game. And I felt against Motherwell, he did that. Will there be optimism taken from... And even I can admit this, uh, a slight change in standard from Motherwell to RB Leipzig, obviously. But, you know, the, the fact that Scott, uh, Scott Wright came in and did so well the fact that Fashion Sakala came in and did so well do you think that will make some of the Rangers fans a bit more optimistic about their options yeah I, I think it will you know they're, they're two players now with confidence more confidence than they went into the Motherwell, Motherwell game with rather um, yes it's a totally different opposition we understand that but they're, they're two good players they're at Rangers Football Club for a reason you know if you're not good enough to be there and step in when people are injured then what's the point in being within the squad and both of these players will be thriving under you know the pressure probably from you know the fans that what they're seeing on social media saying oh, I'm not too sure about these two they'll thrive under that they're a massive massive club they want to play a massive game that's why they've signed there and they don't come much bigger than tomorrow night uh, we always hear Cameron in the first leg you know just keep yourself in the tie give yourself something to bring back if you're at home in the second leg is that the way you see it tomorrow? I mean it's tough because obviously we're missing Ruth Van Morelos Sam's got to give but I think if you go about starting to think like we need to keep a calmer approach than what we have in Europe because the reason we've been so good in Europe in my eyes is because we're used to playing teams in the Scottish League who are playing 11 men behind the ball but when you're in Europe they're just coming at you and coming at you and coming at you and they're leaving gaps in behind so it's hard because we're missing Ruth and we're missing Morelos but I don't think we can adapt our game to, to play a more calm approach I think we need to go out there and and give it gung-ho like we have it's not always an easy psychological challenge I would imagine Simon you know once you get into these two-legged European ties like we said you you know that you probably can you can blow it in the first leg but yeah. the fact that this Rangers squad has played so many of them in, in the past few seasons I think that's beneficial yeah I think so I think the experience I think a lot of Rangers good performances have been in Europe uh, 
even when they were chasing Celtic when, when Stephen Gerrard took over I think they were gaining confidence and experience from you know their success in Europe and I'm with Cameron I don't think they can really change their approach yes Ruth and Morelis are a big miss but again as Marv touches on there they've, they've got the squad you know and so it's an opportunity for somebody else to go in there tomorrow night and, and make a hero of themselves whether it's a Sakala or a Scott Wright but I don't see Rangers changing their approach too much it's it's had a lot of success the way they've went about their business in Europe and I wouldn't expect them to change at this kind of late juncture uh, thank you very much to Cameron hopefully you enjoy yourself tomorrow Cameron 01419511025 is the number uh, John is also a Rangers fan how does it feel John to be on the eve of a Europa League semi-final yeah absolutely brilliant uh, good evening guys uh yeah, uh, very excited uh, and hoping basically for the best. It will be a, a hard gig. Uh, obviously, my, my points are uh, about up front. I would like to say I would like to be more concerned about our defence because we've been pretty awful all season. Poor goals. I'm hoping we can go the defence fight like mad to basically hold them out and hope for anything up front corner etc but for for me um, Scott Wright is a bit lightweight to be playing through the middle you'd be better using him out wide or Ken or Arivo coming for the, the, from midfield but Arfield looks like the only option for me um, he's got a bat about him he, he can hold it up but then if you play him up front you're taking him away from the midfield which obviously gives you a bit of dig in there also so, you know, it's a really, really hard uh, option for the manager tomorrow and I'm just hoping that he does put out the right team and we can come away where the draw would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's a fair point John makes. The reason for it is because Morelos and Roof are out, so that's why uh, the fascination with the, the forward line. But if you go away to a team like RB Leipzig, then the defensive performance is arguably... More important Yeah most definitely um, That's not just on the defenders either That's on the whole team You know the shape has to be very very good When you're going and playing against a team As I said you know Of this kind of quality And don't forget they beat Borussia Dortmund 4-1 uh, On the 2nd of April so Knocked Atalanta out Went to Atalanta and won 2-0 in the previous round yeah. So you have to respect them 100% And John makes a fantastic point You know they have to be sound defensively Rangers But that doesn't come just from the back four It comes from the players in front of them And then the players in front of them um, But I think on the flip side of that You know if you are going to try and be strong defensively When you do counter You need to counter with pace And that's why I want an out and out centre forward up there Rather than you know an Arfield You know John spoke about Definitely, you know, Arfield's game as they came. I came played with him at Burnley. But I think when you go from being a midfielder to a centre-forward, the hold-up play is totally different. You know, it's a totally different position. And if he was good enough to play at front for Rangers, he wouldn't be an attacking midfielder. I did not make that connection. Did you, did you play with him at Burnley? Yeah. Who, you wouldn't he get took word, my place. You wouldn't get a word in edgeways with you two. <laughs> Both talk a lot. He talks more than you, Andy, took your place in the team. <laughs> took my place. I was booted out on loan. What a guy. Yeah. Cheers, no hard mate. feelings, though, no? Yeah, no, Don't hold the grudge. Uh, Christopher Nkunku has 30 goals in 46 club appearances this season. He's a French international. And I don't think we really need to say much more to underline the threat that he will pose, Simon. Yeah, uh, and listen, I'm not going to stand here and say I've seen a lot of Leipzig, but they're obviously a quality outfit. They've got to the semi-finals. I think they're missing two or three of their, their regular starters, which maybe gives Rangers a lift. But it's another huge effort that's needed for Rangers to get through to the final. 
but they will take confidence from Dortmund, Red Star, Braga. All these questions have been asked and they've, they've answered every one of them. Uh, so this is the next hurdle. But yes, it'll be a difficult one over the two legs. And I th- I, I, as I said before, I think Ruth and Morelos is obviously a huge miss for Rangers, but it's a chance for somebody else to go and make a hero of themselves and get Rangers into the final. He's one of those, Marvin, he's in that bracket of 60, 70, who knows, million pounds that people are throwing about and are talking about Man United and Chelsea and, and whoever else. So that that's the level of player that Rangers will need to stop. Yeah, he's a, a top tier player, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, that's a challenge for the defenders. You know, they'll be licking their lips thinking, I want to play against the best, you know. I'm sure that, you know, Goldson and, and Bassey and... You know, they, they class themselves as top, top defenders. Well, you need to go and prove it. And I think going into tomorrow's game, again, it's a challenge for them. You know, we speak about how the league and out with Celtic, they're probably playing at centre forwards. They think, you know, we've got the, their markings. I think tomorrow they have to go and show it. If you can show it in Europe, it shows the level that they're at. And, you know, I think they're capable of doing it. Right, thank you very much to John. Come on, now is the time. I really want to argue with Marvin Bartley about the Player of the Year nominees. So let's do it together. 01419511025. What do you make of the four players? Who's going to win it out of them? And who should be on that list? Get your call in right now and you could be up next. Super Scoreboard European football coverage with Moyer and Sweeney litigation. Whether it's criminal defence, family law, public inquiries and more, they are here for you. They are indeed and they're giving you the chance to win a 58-inch Samsung 4K TV and an Amazon Echo show. I mean, the Amazon Echo could tell Marvin Bartley the time, which would, would get him to work on time. You could sit and watch big Europa League semi-finals on the Samsung 4K TV don't get us wrong I don't think we'll get it out to you in time for tomorrow don't want to false advertise but thanks again to Moir and Sweeney Litigation a multi-award winning law firm are offering high quality discreet legal advice in a wide range of matters including criminal defence family law road traffic public inquiries personal injury and lots lots more and they are our sponsors of European football coverage this season so head to Clyde1.com to find out more and to enter for your chance to win that brilliant prize 58 inch Samsung TV and an Amazon Echo show get your calls in on this player of the year debate and we'll speak to you next I can feel the paradise before my world implodes 0141 Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Do you know what happened there, Marvin Bartlett? <laughs> Do you know what happened, Simon Donnelly? Because I certainly don't. All I know is that Ed Sheeran was your warm-up act, essentially. So don't let us down. I was enjoying that, to be fair. I was actually enjoying Better it. Better than listening to me. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone would argue with that, but we are back, we think. 01419511025. Um, and I've had some very interesting correspondence in um, with regards to your late coming. And this is now, you're being held to account from your own team here. So your captain has been in touch, Nicky Devlin. He says Marv is getting fined for this late again. He says, he wow. sent us a message. So he's he's cracking. The, is he the fines master, I take it, as yeah, captain? Yeah, that's kind of his role. So he's um, he's keeping you on your toes Interesting. there. He won't play at the weekend. And I think what we'll do, actually, <laughs> since the discussion about Marvin's shoe, sock, outfit combo on sports scene at the weekend... Let's stick a picture up on Twitter at Clyde SSB producer Callum and we'll go one hour. A one hour poll, yes or no, thumbs up or thumbs down. Are you confident? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very confident. But, you know, if you're going to have an opinion on what I wore, mm-hmm. I think they should tag something that, you know, when they think they're looking top notch so we can judge them. 
That's only fair. It's not easy to say no, nah, I don't nah, like nah, it. Nah, Why? Because you're, you're out there in the public eye. You put yourself out there to be shot at. So I'm going to have someone wearing Ben Sherman's <laughs> yes. and like three quarter notes saying, no, that doesn't look very Absolutely. good. <laughs> and uh, no offence if that is what you're wearing at the moment. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Right, let's do player of the year. It's one of the most predictable debates of the season but it's good that that's a good thing so the shortlist has been revealed today as voted for by the players by the way so um, no, blame them if you don't agree Callum McGregor Tom Rogic both of Celtic of course are on the list Craig Gordon the Hearts goalie and the Premiership's top scorer Regan Charles Cook make up the shortlist for the PFA Player of the Year so one of those four will win it which one and who has been hard done by uh, let's go to the phones and find out William is in North Ayrshire what was your reaction to that line up today William uh, hello Gordon Marvin and Simon hello right. yeah well uh, <laughs> it's laughable isn't it don't get me wrong right your player of the year is probably going to be Callum McGregor right because Celtic looks like they're going to win the league but what if James Tavernier wins the Europa League no, I mean, that's played to 15, 16 games as well. No, I mean, that's going to look laughable. Because James Averney would be deserving of that prize, surely. And then you've got the young player. Well, you've got an Aberdeen and Ibs player. <laughs> and they've been, they've been absolutely rank rotten. And you Calvin Vassie, who is... It's between him and Abada, right, for the outstanding uh, uh, players, uh, uh, the young players. Uh, that's the same same scenario with Calvin Vassie, Europa League. These, these people are going to look foolish if we are running about with that Europa League trophy, surely. Mm. Well, let's worry about player of the year before we get to young player. Um, and it's, it, like, it's just one of those things, Marvin. The players voted a couple of weeks ago. The award's given out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So by the time the Europa League final comes around, if James Tavernier wins it, I, I don't think he'll worry too much um, about being, yeah. you know, being overlooked for, for player of the year. The timing is one of these things, I guess, the players sort of mostly take into account League form Because yep. you know, that's what it is It's, it's the, the Premiership Player of the Year um, What's your take on that list though And is James Tavernier Harsh uh, has, has he been hard done by to, to miss out on it Yeah I think there's an argument For a few other players That, that aren't on there um, And you know We are speaking about James Tavernier Kind of in the break When Ed was playing That I think You know he's had Some fantastic seasons James You know he set the bar So so high for himself That when he comes off it Just a little bit As people might say Of his stats this season Then all of a sudden Oh you just expect it From James now So that's why Players might look at him Let's, let's vote for somebody else Definitely so, when d- I, so it doesn't make it right But that's no, the, that can be The thought process yeah, It doesn't make it right But I think he's consistently He's been that that good that some, you know, he might be getting overlooked now because he came off it just a little bit. And I'm not saying he's now suddenly a bad player because he's not. He's a fantastic player still. But maybe he's had better season in terms of mm. comparing him against himself. When I used to vote, it was, and I can see why Rogic is in there as a holding midfielder playing against him. You know, when I used to play against him, he was for me unbelievable. So you think back to the season you've you've had. You think back, right? We played teams three times, for example. You know, on those three occasions, who's given me massive, massive trouble? Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom Rogic. And obviously there's a lot of people thinking the same things. Yeah. So you think, is, is that the thought process? You've done it, we've not, or I've not, sort of like, sorry. Um, because it came up last night, you know, people were mentioning sort of stats and, and all the rest of it. And Roger Hanna made the good point, with no disrespect to the footballers of Scotland, they're probably not that likely to go and research stats. Although you would know James Tavernier scored a barrel of the goals, yeah. to be fair. But, but generally speaking... Will they just be thinking, oh, he's a good player. He was really good. He was top drawer and I'll, I'll vote for him. Is that? Yeah, most definitely. That's that's how you do the votes. Like you said, players aren't going to go and look at stats. It's who they've played against and how well that person's performed. Craig Gordon probably got 11 votes from Livingston because some of the saves he's made against just us alone good point. has been absolutely frightening. Like I mean like game-winning saves that probably there's not another goalkeeper 
in the Premier League this season that would have saved him. That's how good the saves have been. So he'd have got, you know, a lot of votes from Linton, there's no doubt about that. And I'm sure other teams as well. Yeah, I mean William. Look, we can the beauty of this one. We can just blame the players. They're daft. If you don't agree, it's it's their fault. Um, I mean, he, he won it last year, William, didn't he, James Tavenier? He's the reigning PFA Scotland Player of the Year. So I don't think there's a a reluctance from the professionals up here to give him the recognition because they just did it last year. Um, is Marvin onto something? Is it is it maybe is he a victim of the fact that you you expect that from him? Again, I repeat it, not that it makes it right, but is that is that maybe what's happened here that he's slightly dipped since last season or, or you just expect it now? Well well I wouldn't say he's dipped Gordon, he's actually no. got better the second half of the season, right? But I, I do take your point, but uh, Marvin's got some good points about the player of the year, right? But the young player of the year, you can't, maybe you can, that panel could tell me that's no laughable. The only one deserving is a Celtic one and Bassey. They two should be gone for it. How have they got two bottom six teams in the player of the year? Can anybody explain that to me? Because it's baffling to me. Yeah, and this is the young player, of course, which is Irk to William. Um, he's Calvin Bassey, he's not on it, he's rightly. Labada is. Uh, Calvin Ramsey Josh Doig Why is the other one Just dropped Scott out of my Barron. head um, Connor Barron From Aberdeen um, but I get where William's Coming from But again It's it's an individual award It's not a team you know, It's not a team award Hence why You know Dundee United Who sit above Ross County Granted by just one point yeah. they, they don't have any in it and, and Ross County do It's entirely possible That someone from the bottom six Gets in it If, if they've had an outstanding Individual season yeah, it's about, like you say, individual performances again, so it doesn't matter where the, where the team are. And without being disrespectful to Aberdeen, it's a lot more difficult to stand out for Aberdeen than it is for Celtic or, or Rangers. And that's what players might look at, you know, playing against Aberdeen. They haven't been that great, but these two young players have been fantastic. Mm. So that's why I get the recognition that they deserve. Don't get me wrong, Bassi's been fantastic at, at spells during this season, no doubt about it. But when he performs well, there's probably eight other players for Rangers that perform well as well. You know, whereas these boys at Aberdeen are standing out because look at the season that Aberdeen have had. Um, Simon, what did you make of that list? Who who wins it, first of all, out of those four? I think Callum McGregor. I Based think, on? Uh, just because he's, he's taken over the, the captaincy role, uh, difficult season. <clears throat> I think he's been the most consistent player for, for Celtic. He makes Celtic tick back to his best. And, I mean, these awards, uh, you would like them to be after the season because if he goes on to lift the trophy as skipper, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I get what William's saying, you know, things can change after the awards. But this is the most prestigious award for me. It's the acknowledgement of your your peers, your fellow players. It's it's a good one to win and I think I think mm. McGregor will win it. Um yeah, I think William actually agreed, albeit he's he's unhappy at some of the omissions. Um what would your guess be out of those four? Or would you go Craig Gordon? Yeah, I think I would listen. I, I, honestly, some of the saves he's made without him in goal, put it this way, Hearts aren't where they are in the league this season. There's no doubt about it. You know, if you swapped him with another goalkeeper in the league, Hearts wouldn't be where they are. And I think he has been that important. And I don't like giving awards to goalkeepers because it's boring. Oh, but this man is deserving of it. He really, really is. That's how far ahead he is that I actually mm. want to give it to a goalkeeper. I think he's he's won it before actually, hasn't he? A long time ago. Um, Regan Charles Cook. The, the case is obvious, Simon, Great because season. he's the top scorer and he, he plays a, for Ross he County. He has had a brilliant season, this guy. He scored uh, so many goals for Ross County. You know, you talk about your Rangers and your Celtic and having loads of chances. You know, Malky's went in there, did a really good job at Ross County. This guy has stuck out, you know, and I think he fully deserves it. And I think, again, the acknowledgement of your, your fellow peers, 
it's a, it's a proud mm. moment for him to be in this top four. Who's the one on that list that you're swapping James Tavernier for then, William? Is it Rogic, Gordon, Charles Cook? Uh, I assume it's not McGregor because you said he would win it. Um, no, I think I think I think the two Celtic I think the two Celtic players are, are definitely deserving. Right, they're probably Celtic's best players. I'm, I'm not really. I'm I'm annoyed about obviously Rangers players not getting recognised. Oh, you've made the point that they'll not really care, but no, I'm just I'm just surprised. I'm more surprised with with Bashir missing that. So I'm mm, surprised yeah. about. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they won't care. I'm talking about the time frame of it. You know, it's it's impossible to take whether James Tavernier lifts the Europa League into account. I mean, it's not until what was it another month or something like that away. Um, so that was all I meant. I'm, I'm sure they will be. Uh, they would take great pride as he did when he won it last year. Um, the one I detect the most surprise over, and I could be wrong, but just you know, social media is Tom Rogic. Yeah, Simon. Like we said, if you are, if you're taken into account, <clears throat> because by the way, it might even be a Celtic. Yeah, one. Well, Carter Vickers is another one yeah. that I think has had a really good season. Uh, has been a real rock at the back for Celtic. You know, after Celtic's defence being questioned early on, but again, but Marv's saying there as well, it's players playing against Tom. Uh, he's certainly been back to more like his best this season, you know, under Postacoglu. Uh, Do you think he's, is he the best, exa- on that list then, is he the best example of that voting thought process? Possibly. Look, Charles Cook speaks for himself, he's the top yeah. scorer. Everybody knows that <clears throat> Craig Gordon's making match-winning saves week in, week out. Do you think Tom Rogic is the one where, you know, the stats actually don't really matter, the, it's just about the feeling players got when they I come up I against them. I don't them. think, as you said earlier, I don't think players mm-hmm. care about stats. You know that. Yeah, but you, you, what, I'm, what I mean is, you'd be aware, say, if someone was the top scorer in the league, or you'd be aware yeah, if somebody had banged. Like you, yeah. you're aware that Tavernier scored so many. But you, pl- you, you play against players, and it's like you asking me who, who's the best player you played against. Things stick in your mind when you play against certain players, and that's what Marv's trying to point out there. He's played against Tom Rogic who he's probably found it very difficult to play against, impressed with the way the guy goes about his business. That's what sticks with players. That's what probably gets a vote. You know, hmm. opinions on up against... I mean, William's talking about the, the two Aberdeen boys there, but if they're sticking out there, they're good young players coming through, that's what sticks with players. You know, if they've came directly up against them or whatever. And it might even be that sort of... Um, feeling of, of surprise or you know I've not seen this guy before yeah. he, he's, yeah. he's impressed me um, it is, it's a fascinating list this it's year a, that's for it's, sure it's, it's the best award out because you're getting the acknowledgement of the mm. guys that you're playing against week in week out um, so the, the, it's not valid to suggest that Tom Rogic is a surprise inclusion for you no, not for me. It's definitely not. I think he did about four kickups against us before laying somebody in, and then they scored. So, no, it's not a surprise for me. It really, really isn't. And I and I get, you know, I think so often our people look for stats for absolutely everything. Yeah. Where this is, as Simon said, players, you know, other players, you know, recognising how good you've been on the football pitch. Thank you, William. Let's keep that debate going. What have you made of that list? Who wins out of those four? Who's been hard done by? Young player, women's player, all there. Pick up the phone and let us know. We need to do this first, though. I'm nervous about this tonight, actually. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Simon, I'm glad you're here because, quite frankly, without your calming influence, Marvin Bartley's behaviour on last week's Beat the Pundit was 
a disgrace well, It was an absolute <laughs> disgrace He bullied For want of a better expression The contestant Into submission And him and DL Are never allowed Back on the show Together again So I'm hopeful That your calming influence Will work on him tonight And if you out there Want to play against Marvin Bartley Or Simon Donnelly Here's how you do it Pick up the phone Dial 0141 951 1025 And do it before 7 o'clock That's it It's that simple And if you want to use this break To head over to Twitter And vote on Marvin Bartley's wardrobe choice From the weekend You can do that as well Beat the Pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Play one super scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly Are here It's 0141951025 Where you can get your thoughts in Or you can tweet at Clyde SSB And also I can see that the poll is fully up and running Democracy in action about your outfit choice on national TV <laughs> at the weekend. You're trailing 55% to 44 at the moment. I must wow. admit, yeah. But there is a bit, you know, you're getting some good compliments in there okay. as well. Uh, so we'll wait and see. We'll, we'll keep that running for the rest of the evening. Uh, get your calls in right now, whether it's build up to Rangers game tomorrow, whether it is your thoughts on the PFA Scotland Player of the Year shortlists, who is on it, who is not on it who will win it all the rest of it get those calls in right now and we'll speak to you after we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football right Beat the Pundit time Marvin Bartley has been warned to behave himself more than he did last <laughs> week Kieran in Hillington is a brave man Kieran just let it be known if you play Marvin in fact even if you don't play Marvin if you lose He's going to give you it tight, okay? Yeah, yeah, no worries Good. at all. Kieran's up for it. I like it. I like the confidence. confidence. Tell you what, last night was a low point as well. Four four straight to the tiebreaker. Four four, and DL got it on the nose. And wow! No joke, and because of the size yeah. of his nose, that's not what I meant. He got it bang on. He got it bang on the tiebreaker. You know, usually we make it a ridiculous question. Yeah. The closest to he got it bang on. Fair play to him. Uh, so hopefully it's a bit more straightforward tonight. So let's see how the coin treats us. Heads, it will be Simon Donnelly, master of the narrow win, and tails, it's Marvin Bartley, is filming this as usual. And it's heads, I'm afraid, Simon. It is you tonight. There is no. Not that I would anyway, but there's no escaping when this guy's got his, that stupid phone out filming the coin toss every week. Uh, so, let's give Simon some Clyde 2 to listen to. Please hold. Oh, producer Callum's just going to press some buttons. We don't, we don't want to hear Ed Sheeran again during the break, <laughs> with no disrespect to Ed. Right, good. We've got rid of Simon, theoretically. Um, Kieran, 30 seconds. Just answer as yep. many as you can. And the best thing to do is pass if you don't know, okay? No problem, thank right, you. Let's go then. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts. Now, who's the most recent Scotsman to score for Man United? McTominay. Name the only player to score two league hat tricks in Scottish top flight this season. Jackie Marcus. Name any of the scorers the last time Scotland faced Ukraine in 2007. Kenny Miller. Which English club did Kerr Smith leave Dundee United for earlier this season? Pass. Who were the first team Rangers faced in their Europa League group this season? Pass. Name either Hibs manager since 2010 to have managed 100 games or more. Jack Ross. Okay, let's bring back Simon Donnelly. Simon, can you hear us? I can indeed. Good, same set of questions. <clears throat> 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts... No. Who's the most recent Scotsman to score for Man United? McTominay. Name the only player to score two league hat tricks this season in the Scottish top flight. Jackie Marcus. Name any of the scorers the last time Scotland faced Ukraine in 2007. 
McFadden Which English club did Kerr Smith leave Dundee United for earlier this season? Pass Who were the first team Rangers faced in their Europa League group this season? Oh, pass Name either Hibs manager since 2010 to have managed 100 or more games ah, Pass oh, That is the number one rule Do not pass the last question You just had to name any Hibs manager and they'd have given you a chance But poor, poor. we accept the first answer Kieran. How do you think it went? Um, close, I think. Um, yeah, definitely close there. Yeah, particularly because you both said the same for most of the questions. Um, Scott yeah. McTominay, obviously, the, the, the Scotsman to yeah. score for Man United. What are you smirking at? <laughs> Our standard was poor. Oh, he's now digging out his, <laughs> his fellow pundit as well. He's changed this guy, hasn't he? I still feel a win coming He's here. getting confident. Uh, the only player to score two league hat tricks is Jackie Marcus. You both got that. Mm. I name any of the scorers the last time Scotland faced Ukraine. You had the choice of Lee McCulloch, Kenny Miller, or James McFadden. So you both got that. Three all. Oh. And then it kind of went downhill a little bit. Uh, which English club did Kerr Smith leave Dundee United for this season? Stephen Gerrard I don't, know, I don't know if he personally took him or whether it was a sort of youth team signing but he went right. to Aston Villa right. um, the first team Rangers faced was you don't care do you uh, Leon oh yeah. yeah and I'm disappointed in you for this one Simon name either Hibs manager since 2010 to have managed 100 games or more Maybe you passed so it can't Maybe be you now blank. Kieran gave Maybe. me a name uh-huh. so all hinges on this if Kieran's right You've lost for the first time in a long time. Kieran said Jack Ross. Not 100 games. Nah. Alan Stubbs or Neil yeah. Lennon, I'm afraid, <laughs> oh, Kieran. Oh, At least you gave me a name. I feel like giving you half a point. The wrong name. Passing that. For goodness yeah. sake. You could all have said Jack Ross. Yeah, exactly. Would you so, have got that? You'd say Sean Maloney if you could say Jack Ross. That was your two. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. That was your two Hibs managers, wasn't it? Yep. I'd got both of those. Just those two. Uh, nah, yeah. he bombed me. Heckenbottom. Uh, wise man good, yeah. good tasting He's flying down south <laughs> yeah, now exactly. as well He knows what he's talking about <laughs> Knows a player uh, Right okay Which means we are going to the tiebreaker And what do you know For some reason I don't have a tiebreaker There we are uh, Right Here's the way it's going to work So I'm going to ask the question I will get Simon to write his answer down Kieran And then invite you to give me Your attempt okay No problem The question is this Wow not a question I expected. How many countries across the entire world, it says here, uh, use VAR in their top flight? So how many countries worldwide use VAR in their top flight at the moment? Simon, show me your paper, please. Kieran, what's your guess? I'll go for... 29. Oh, I like it when you do this, because my arithmetic can handle it easily. Simon gone 25 <laughs> This is tremendous Kieran's gone 29 Who do you think's closer Marvin? I'm hoping Simon <laughs> The answer Is 45 oh, Simon you're useless <laughs> Well done Kieran good man Oh, 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 thank you very much Sorry to beat you Simon I'm a Celtic fan Well played Kieran Well done mate I appreciate it Good man Kieran The sign balls on its way to Hillington Somewhere around where Marvin Bartley was probably sneaking you know, two hours. Would you have would you have won that with those yeah, questions? Yeah, I would have got. So? Yeah, who'd you, who'd well. you have got? Stubbs. Oh, and Villa. Um, played it went to Villa. 
So what? So that you know when you were first on here for the first few weeks, all that ugh, jumping up and down about not wanting to play, and now you're giving it the big and saying that you're brilliant at it. Well, which is it? It's easy to give it the big and when you don't have to play. Mm. <laughs> Next time I play, I'll get one hearts all right. right okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. One thousand people have already voted on your outfit choice for sports scene at the weekend. A thousand people. But how about how am I doing? You're making up ground. On yes, it's acceptable. We've got forty six point six percent, and no, it's awful, fifty three point four. But wow. Sean Lang, Marv pulls it off. I never thought I'd think it's acceptable, but the man's proving me wrong. Cheers, Sean. Um, oh, Kiko says if you think that's bad, you should have seen what he wore in the nightclubs when he played for Hibs. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Bye, Kiko. <Move> on. <laughs> no comment. And Stephen Roy says fashion icon. Can't believe it. There you go. But. Democracy in action You're still losing On the poll So let's see what we've got Before the end Of the show 01419511025 Let's start hearing from Some of the nominees For the player of the year Look the debate will keep going Who should win out of those four Who's been hard done by McGregor Rogic Gordon Charles Cook on it We've had calls already For the likes of Tavernier Where is he Where is Tavernier Is there anyone else out there That you think deserves a mention Pick up the phone And do let us know Um Tom Rogic says he always believed the club would become successful again as soon as Ange Postacoglu was appointed. That was despite obvious um, and well-publicised scepticism from the outside. They, of course, previously worked together for the Australian national team. Obviously, having worked with him, I knew the way he um, kind of goes about his managing style and I was, I would say, quite confident that he would be a success here and I know it's easy to say that now, but yeah, he's a top manager and it's nice to see him get the recognition he deserves as well and I laugh um, sometimes when I look back because you know although I knew him quite well I think that there was a perception sometimes that he's from Australia and from the other side of the world and who is this guy and you know people have found out I'd like to think pretty quickly that um, he's good at what he does and there's a reason that the club brought him here and we've played a style of football this season and the way we've kind of approached things I think has shown off the back of you know, how he works. And now, of course, it's a, a personal award and Tom Rogic is on the list. He feels he's maybe had his best ever season in green and white this campaign. He can't put his finger on the reason for his resurgence at the club after nearly leaving not too long ago. Yeah, as I said, it's nice recognition to be here and I think, yeah, certainly at times or I've, I've played some of my best football this season along with a lot of other boys in the team, you know, it's a game of opinions and sometimes players you know, have better spells throughout their career at certain times and you know, it's hard to explain. I was, I'm still the same player that I was then and it's, again, nice just to be playing week in, week out and uh, enjoying my football and playing, I guess, a style of football that suits me and um, suits the team and it's just, yeah, probably the best thing is just been enjoying my football and playing with a smile on my face. 01419511025 Ken is on the line Now Ken As a Celtic fan I wonder how you feel about Tom Rogic's inclusion And maybe the list overall Well to be honest I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed That Carter Vickers got on I mean I'd have had him on the list Before Tom Rogic No, no I would even drop Tom Rogic For the game on Sunday But I'd have had Carter Vickers in there Before, before Rogic to Steady be on Ken's want to take his award off him <laughs> And drop him on Sunday Just all in a winner Um <laughs> Who would you pick out of those two to put in that list? Carter Vickers and Rogic? Yep. I think Carter Vickers has had a, a, a really good season, but I just for the explanation I gave you earlier, I think Tom Rogic maybe 
catches players' eyes yeah. more just because of the style of player he is. But Carter Vickers is had a fantastic season. Is that part of it? Is voting for centre halves boring? Do players not appreciate the work that the defenders do? It's just tough because you know how often the Celtic have to defend out with you know playing against Rangers. You know how often are they really under under pressure? And you yeah. can even question: Was it even in those games are they under that much pressure? Tom Rogic has to unlock defences or attempt to unlock defences or do something creative for Celtic every single game. And I think that's probably the difference. Carter Vickers has been fantastic when he's needed to defend, but he's just not made to defend enough. That's not his fault, but it's just the way the league is. Eye-catcher. It's just Mm. that kind of style and and that position that he plays, you know, and the goals that he can score as well, I think that sticks in people's minds. Is that fair, Ken? Did you consider that side of it? Well, I think that like a goalkeeper, defenders have to be quite switched on, you know what I mean? Because a lot of time they might not have it much to do when they're not playing the teams like Rangers. You know, but I mean, Carabac, I mean, when he came in, uh, he came in close to the start of the season, not much training with the team, and he showed his class right from the off. You know, and that that's what swings it for me, the way he's, he's shown his, uh, how good he is right from the start. Yeah, this to maybe slightly off on a tangent, Simon, that Celtic backline was so criticised last season. It was. So, um, it was criticised at the start of this season yeah. as well, you know. And again, so, so this is not designed to be a criticism of, of Carter Vickers, but I feel like lots of Celtic fans were just looking for that that improvement. And he's, yeah. he's, he's obviously been part of that. I'm not saying that anyone would have been an upgrade. That makes it sound like criticism of, of Carter Vickers, like we said, but he certainly brought a solidity that was missing in, in that. Is that why the Celtic fans are noticing it? But yeah. the fellow pros are not going to see enough to, to, to include him as, as a player of the year. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I think he's been, as I said, a very good season. Difficult start. You know, I think Starfelt was getting dug out for a couple of mistakes at the start. The partnership was in its infancy. They had some testing games in Europe. But he's been solid. Uh, and as I said earlier on, just sometimes maybe not the eye-catching figure that a Tom Rogic is or a, an attacking player is and maybe that's the only reason that Tom Rogic is on the on the floor and Carter Vickers isn't What have you made of him individually this season? I know you said about you know maybe he doesn't have to defend that much but generally speaking No he's been very very good and I don't want to sound like I'm thinking anything other than that I just mean you know, a lot of the times you'll see Carter Vickers play and he'll be in the opposition half you know they'll be picking up the ball teams will be cap, uh, camped in etc but the concentration that he has to have when you do need him to defend and he made a block at the weekend which for me was absolutely fantastic um, yeah. you know stayed switched on he wasn't that busy throughout the game made an absolutely brilliant block and that's as good as a goal mm. you know so if he's doing that week in week out 100% he's getting voted but he's just not made to defend that way all the time and that's no criticism of him because when he does need to defend he's fantastic and there's no doubt about it as Simon said he's made the back four better um, but I just think someone like Rogic is more involved week in week out a side point Derek Ray who I'm sure you're all familiar with a well-known broadcaster does a lot of uh, work in German football and, and is based over in the States was talking to him earlier and he was pointing out um, that Anthony Hudson who's one of the US national team's coaching staff uh, is going to come to Glasgow for the game at the weekend um, we'll meet with Cameron Carter-Vickers and James Sands one on each side if you like because um, I think there's now starting to be a bit of a bit of a feeling from some fans in America who are seeing the praise that Carter Vickers is getting and it's not really matching his, his international recognition yet. Yeah, it didn't really make much sense to me why I wasn't in the squads. Um, you know, my parents being Jamaican, I keep a firm eye on, on the games that happen and America are actually in the same groups for them to qualify for the World Cup. And I watch America and they're a very good team, no doubt about it, but 
Carter Vickers is better than what they have. So I didn't know whether it was something that, you know, maybe he said I want to concentrate on club football or he had a fallout with the international team. I was unsure, you know, I'm just speculating there. But if it's about performances, then he should definitely be involved in that squad. He should mm. be starting. Out of the four then, Ken, you know, we can see who who shouldn't be on it and who should, but that's the four. Um, who wins it? Charles Cook. Oh, I like that. didn't expect that. I like that. Ken's a Celtic fan and he's overlooked two of his own and gone for Charles Cook. Why is that, Ken? Give us the, the meat and the bones. Well, I mean, he's been top scorer. And, well, um, we started with McGregor. I mean, McGregor's been, for me, apart from last season, consistent in every season. You know, but where uh, Charles Cook's been this season, I think it's a no-brainer. I think he's going to win it hands down. Two things. That, you know, Ken's also get, saying his personal opinion would be that. Yeah. But it's also a prediction. He says he thinks he's going to win it hands down. Can you see it? He's got a chance. Isn't he? He's in the last four, and definitely though, the goals that he he has scored has made a massive difference in taking a team like Ross County about again being disrespectful. Nobody expected for them to be in the top six, and you know a massive amount of that is down to him. He's been fantastic this season. Um, he seems to have kind of found his form and found his you know, best position. Um, so he definitely deserves a chance. And like you said, to be in amongst you know those great names there, it's probably deserved for him. And if he was to win it, you know nobody would argue. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I said earlier, a fantastic season. First season with County scoring, what's he on, 13, 14 goals? So it's a, it's a great return for him because, as I say, he's in a team that I know they have been attacking this year and scored some goals, but that, that you know, they're not like a Celtic or a Rangers where 80, 90% of the game and you're getting chance after chance. So for him to get this return, fantastic. And as I said earlier, a proud moment for him because he's been acknowledged by his fellow pros and who's to say he, he might well win it you have to go back to 19 no since 1990 there has only been one non-old firm winner of this award I, so I said Craig Gordon earlier I must be getting mixed up it must have been young player or, or football writers or something that he won but I've just had a quick look at the list since 1990 one only one outside Celtic or Rangers has won it I, d- I don't want to add a third quiz element to the show but would you have a guess Ended up in the cells of the night of the awards. Not not a classic oh, celebration. The striker, the what's his name? Michael Hello. Higdon. Higdon, yeah. Oh. The only one. And so that that shows you, perhaps how how tough it is. Yeah, most definitely. But even for Charles Cook to be in there, Liam Boyce, I think somebody said that when he was top goal scorer at Ross County, he wasn't even mm-hmm. you known in the four. So it shows how good and how much you know people are rating his performances for him to even be in the final four. Yeah. Like I said, he, he possibly could go on and win it. And as I said, there wouldn't be an argument. All right, thank you, Ken. Steve is a Hearts fan from Edinburgh. He's got some interesting thoughts on this topic for us. So we will speak to him next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's time for Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley to tackle tonight's full-time Teaser uh, We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB If you want to get in touch You can call us 01419511025 But I've got a full time teaser for you Before we bring in Steve um, On the line uh, And it's very topical I like this one uh, It's a really good one And I'll get the relevant shout out in a second uh, For whoever sent it And I've lost it at the moment But since the 2009-10 season 11 players have featured in PFA Scotland's team of the season three or more times. Who are they? Since when? Sorry? So since the 09-10 season, 11 players have featured in PFA Scotland's team of the season three or more times. Thank you to Ross from Lanark who sent that in. Thanks again to Ross. 
James Forrest So you're looking for a bit of consistency over that period Forrest is absolutely on there Yes Scott Brown Scott Brown Four times for Scott Brown Well done Alan McGregor mm, Yes Four times as well 2009 2010 18 And 20 One Tav- more guess Yeah Four as well 17, 18, 20 And 21 Right we'll leave it there We are four down, seven to go. There are 11 players since 2009-10 who've been in the PFA Scotland team of the season three or more times. Now, Ross and Lanark sent that to full-time at Clyde1.com. Full-time at Clyde1.com. Let's bring in Steve, who's a Hearts fan, like I said. What's your feeling on that shortlist, Steve? Are you all aboard the Craig Gordon train or is there something else troubling you? I think is um, sorry, evening panel. I think Craig Gordon has been a standout. Um, I think Celtic letting him go has probably been one of the one of the rookie mistakes. Obviously, I've had some issues with the goalkeeping, but I've got someone who's not on the list where I'd like to discuss. And Barry Mackay. I think since he came to Hearts in September time, I think he's been a revelation. I think looking at the stats, he's the second most assists in the, the Premier League this season. As I said. Where Hearts are in the league, we're in the final of the Scottish Cup and third in the league. Without Barry Mackay, I think we'd be in a lot worse off position because the amount of assists he contributes and he just glides through games. It's like he hardly breaks a sweat. He's just such a talented football player. And I think for me personally, I think he should be on that list. I just wonder what you guys thought about that. Well, do you know what, Steve? I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but off air the other night, your own player and our pundit, Andy Haldy, said the same thing. He was bumming up Barry Mackay saying this is before the list was announced he should be included and, and so on so he's clearly appreciated in the dressing room what about that Marvin? Who are we to argue with Steve and Andy? You know two people who watch him week in week out um, you know from what I've seen of him um, he's been very good he's got a fantastic goal actually against us uh, Tyne Castle um, but yeah you know he's always been a player with, with talent hasn't he? Obviously you know he went down the road and the move didn't really work out for him but that that's kind of Hearts' game because they've managed to bring him back up the road and he has been fantastic. It's probably just players are maybe looking at he can only pick four. You know, maybe he, he was in fifth or sixth, who knows, but you can only pick four and yes, there's an argument for him, but I think if I could only have one player from Hearts in that team or in the, sorry, in the shortlist, it would be mm. Craig Gordon. To contradict what we said earlier, Simon, because, because, yeah, because we mm. said that, you know, players will just go off a gut feeling mm. like who, who's given them, who's given them a, a tough afternoon but, you know sometimes I, I then wonder though if, if there are I don't know are, are there people out there who think ah you know Barry McKay scored two league goals in 34 mm. uh, two two goals in 34 appearances this season I expected a bit more from him in an attacking sense Hearts are a very good side so I don't know you need to get inside the head of every individual yeah. voter yeah but listen he's another player that catches the eye you know I've, I've watched him over his career and he is that kind of creative player uh, Steve's talking about his assist there he obviously sees Hearts a lot more than I have uh, Andy Halliday's backed that up so yeah maybe he's just missed out uh, maybe this is I feel it's a, it's a good marriage for Barry Mackay back at Hearts it's a good platform for him to go and play his football but as Marv says we can only pick four or the players can only pick four so maybe he's just missed out mm. um, Steve what, what level are we talking here I've seen a lot of suggestions maybe of a Scotland call up for Barry Mackay is that a possibility? 100%. Um, obviously, we've got quite a lot of good attacking players at the moment. To be honest, I think there's probably a few players at Hearts who are on the, the cusp. I think Kingsley as well, he's been unbelievable this season. Super reliable, consistent. Craig Halkett. But for me, Barry Mackay, 
is probably the one that's closest to the, a call, from my opinion. I think he's just that flair player we're playing missing. Mm-hmm. Someone who can just drift in between the strikers and midfield. He's got a great eye for detail. He can find that pass. And I think ultimately, with obviously Adams, etc., up front from Scotland, he could be that person who could just unlock the door. So ultimately, I think, first of all, I'm going to be selfish. Hope he does well for Hearts and continues to do well for Hearts. But ultimately, I think he's not far away from Scotland, and I think there's a few others who, if they keep doing what they're doing in and uh, week in, week out, they'll certainly be there or thereabout. Well, you've made a good case, but unfortunately, we can't get him on the list. That's set in stone. One man from your team who is on there is Craig Gordon. How good has he been? Should he win Player of the Year out of these four? <sighs> I think it's always hard to give it to a goalkeeper because ultimately. For in terms of the attacking play, Charles Cook have been very, very impressive. And Cal McGregor is just so consistent um, there as well. For Craig Gordon, I think we come to expect it now from him because he's just so good. I think obviously at the semi-final against Hibs, I was in the game there and I thought Porteous had scored. It wasn't until he dived on the ball that we realised they actually had saved it. And I think we just come to expect it. Also, no Marvin's play played against them um, and. He's one of the figures, if you're taking a, a shot at a penalty, and he's that big, he's that commanding. It's probably psychological. You're probably thinking you've missed before you even take the shot because he's just such a, a big figure. And as I said, from Hearts, at the start of the season as well, I think he probably saved us about six or seven points just for some key saves. I know the one against Livingston at Ammonville when he had about three in about ten seconds. That was unbelievable. No, don't, don't, don't. Marvin Bartley's in tears here, <laughs> Steve. Don't, don't make him relive it. He, uh, Steve, uh, you sound like a relatively young man. Um, I'm sure you'll re- remember either way. I think he's better this time than the first spell. Well, I vaguely remember him as a young kid um, when I seen him, uh, but I think ultimately he's. I'm still, I'm, I still claim to be anyway. <laughs> um, I think um, from uh, this place, obviously goalkeepers <laughs> tend to get better with age, but I think. Obviously, if you look about eight years ago, he could have been retired when he was at Dumbarton. He managed to get him back to Celtic. He'd done really, really well there. And them letting him go, I think, has probably been one of the biggest mistakes. And luck enough for Hearts, he's a Hearts fan. He's came back to us and he's been utterly immense. And as I said, we probably expect now because he's been so consistent. The crazy thing about him, Simon, is the first time he was so good he got a £9 million move to the English Premier League. Yeah. And it's perfectly believable to hear that he's possibly even better now. He maybe even is. You know, you I speak to a lot is. of people. I think he so. is. I watched the semi final and the save that Steve's talking about there uh, at 2 1. You know, I think he is getting better. Very, very similar to Alan McGregor at Rangers. Uh, and he's had some great saves for Scotland as well. You know, so to come back, I'd also agree with Steve, you know, about, I don't know what the situation at Celtic was letting him go. But obviously Hearts came in and did a good job there But last season Celtic were crying out for somebody mm. like Craig Gordon So yeah, goalkeepers seem to age well uh, And we're lucky to have him you know, for, for, for Scotland you know, In the, the upcoming games as well We, was it Steve himself, himself said you know, Can you give it to a goalie? Is it easy to give it to a goalie? Someone called in last night maybe or the night before And and spoke about Joe Hart should be mentioned and the um, the predictable response, you know, is a Celtic goalkeeper ever really busy enough, you know, to be... Um, Craig Gordon has been involved a lot this season. Yeah, he most definitely has. And, you know, we were speaking about him earlier and Ewan Blondin, who's an analyst at Livingston, actually messaged me and said, uh, basically, 
Hearts should have conceded 43 goals this season and they've actually only conceded 31. He's, a, he's faced the second most shots on target out of any goalkeeper in the league. So that shows you just how important Craig Gordon is. It's he's not bailing out his defence. Constantly. So, you know, I could have played probably in front of him the way he's... That surprises me. Th- thanks to your analyst for listening, by the way. Um, <laughs> so Hearts have faced the second highest number of shots on target in yep, the league. on target. And the expected goals for them to concede, everybody loves the stat, is yep. 43. And they've conceded 31. Or he's conceded 31. So it just shows you how big the saves are that he's making. And that's why rightfully he is in here. You know, you can talk about Joe Hart, but Joe Hart will be never anywhere near, you know, the amount of shots that Craig Gordon's facing and saving. See, that's why he's here, Simon. Marvin has staff that give him... I'm taking back everything I said about stats. They give him information on the show. Honestly, they just keep him updated. Thank you very much uh, to Steve. Some interesting stuff from the heart side of things. 01419511025. Let's round off with a brief uh, clip of Craig Gordon discussing that nomination today. Very good so far. Um, we've got a few games to go. If we can keep the momentum going and, and go on and, and lift a, a trophy, then I don't think there'll be much better than that um, in terms of you know, personally the way I've been playing and, and also the achievement for, for the team. Uh, so, yeah, I think the, the season has, has gone very well. Uh, I'd love it to, to go even better. When I went back to Hearts, that was the aim, was to get them back to that level. Um, and, and we've done that already, so it's, it's a great achievement um, in the two years. We, we want to go and, and try and do as well as we possibly can in, in those competitions. Um, but yeah, a lot for, for everybody to look forward to, the fans, the players, the management, everybody at the club. Uh, we'll, we'll really be looking forward to that and hopefully we can do them proud of them. Uh, that was Craig Gordon, of course. Let's quickly check in on this teaser. Since the 2009-10 season, 11 players have featured in the PFA Scotland Team of the Season three or more times. Who are they? You've got James Forrest, Scott Brown, Alan McGregor and James Tavernier. Callum McGregor. Callum McGregor. Only twice. Alfredo. Alfredo Morelos, yes. Three times. 18-20. And of course, 21. The guy that we've just spoke about, Craig Gordon. Craig... Gordon No Would you believe mm-hmm. This is a bit of a wild one Tierney What's wild about that I think he won player of the year Three years in a row Did show. he For the young player I think yeah no, it's um, So it's actually really Just <coughs> oh, boring I, I Predictable just, answer Oh wow Because yeah. he's so young still You think three times Yeah 2015, 16 and 17 Made it on so uh, Well done Okay we'll get the rest of them Very soon Let's bring in John Who's a Rangers fan in Bridgeton What's your take on the nominees Today John well, good evening, Jen. Just choosing my words kind of a carefully here. I'm absolutely flabbergasted. I've been listening to so many nominations. With all due respect to the boy for Ross County, but if somebody's going to tell me that he's been more consistent than James Tavernier and Conor Golson, and I'll even fling Ryan Kent into the mix, uh, I find that hard. I quite find that hard and. To believe, honestly, that a team that's sitting still with a chance of winning the championship, sitting in a Scottish Cup final, semi-final European uh, semi-final, and they can't produce one player for the nominations. I, I, I'm, I've, I've seen some crazy things in years in football and all the years I've been watching, but it's, this is probably one of the highlights of them for me. I, I, I'm, I'm actually met... Un- Flabbergasted is the words I'm going to use, and I'm going to say some. I actually think maybe maybe the name of the the, the award should be changed to the Playing in Scotland Player of the Year because I can guarantee you some of the guys from Borussia or 
things could you make some well interesting points I, I'm not I'm not sure whether Borussia Dortmund players have heard of you or not it's a particularly reliable way to, to go about picking our player of the year so um, let's try and knock that one in the head early on um, what do you think of John's flabbergasted state Marvin I just, I just think you know I, I get what he's saying but I don't agree with it if I'm honest um, you know Ryan Kent to Charles Cook Charles Cook's having to create or, or score goals for a team that should be probably in the bottom four and he not no single-handedly but he's helped spearhead them into the top six um, you know he scored I think Kent's got two goals in, in the league and Cook's got 12 is it I mean how can you look at that and say that he does not deserve to be in there you know both playing for my positions that for me is is quite shocking to think you know um, sometimes we have to take off and forget who we support and just look at the individuals for, for what they've achieved. And I think it's a lot, well, I don't think I know, it's a lot harder for Charles Cook to score 12 goals for Ross County than it would be for him to score them at, at Rangers. And taking that into account, Kent has got two goals in the league. John? So he's got two goals in the league. Uh, the f- first thing I would say is, maybe we should knock, see we're introducing people onto the show, maybe we should knock on the head with tell them that team they support. I have certainly got no... Nothing against the boy Charles Cook, uh, whatever he is, because I support Rangers. I've just, I've just clarified that by saying I think that Callum McGregor should probably win it. So maybe we should knock the head about uh, jumping in a conclusion about my Rangers uh, being a Rangers supporter. But what I'm going to say about uh, the boy Cook, that's fine. Can I just, can I, can I draw a comparison when I played a, a, a bit of football? Have you ever seen anybody winning money in a match and losing in, in losing the cup final? Because I certainly haven't. I've never ever seen a cup well, what's, the, what, what's that got to do with this? Because it's the same. No, it's not. It's absolutely not the same. Uh, of course it's the same. Because see, tomorrow night, see what Charles Cooks is putting on the television, Ryan Kent's playing in the European semi-final of that tournament. There's no comparison to the season of it. Absolutely no comparison. Doesn't matter how many goals you try and conflate there together. There is no comparison in the season I've had. Man sitting in a semi-final European trophy, a mm. Scottish Cup final, chasing the league, right? Another man sitting fourth, fifth, or sixth, whatever at the top six in Scotland, and somebody's going to tell me I can't that justifies a, a nomination of four a player that plays the Rangers. So, John, are you, are you, John, are you saying that a player can only win it if their their club win a competition? So, excuse me. See, with all due respect, no one on outside people. Look at our football and think it's super. I think it's, it's it'll run. Well, Tyler, you don't really answered the question, though, John. Look, bearing in mind this is an individual award, and you you keep throwing a lot. Of, you know, it happens take down the divisions. I'm not sure if you aware. I think there was four Partick Thistle players in the Championship team, and only two are both, and are both obviously have had a wonderful season. So it can happen. It's an individual award that is, of course, linked loosely 
to the success of a, of a team, but it's just not always that simple. And like we said, James, like James Tavernier won it last season, and the, the team of the year was littered with Rangers players last season. So there's no there's no reluctance there from anyone to to give Rangers credit if they feel it's deserved. I'm not saying that. I'm never. That is my point. You're, you're actually twisting my point. My point is, somebody will tell me, and who then that there's not one simple question. I'll use answer. You should somebody tell me that there's not one Rangers player justifies to be in a nomination of the four. No, not according to the players that play in Scotland, obviously this season. <laughs> obviously, that's fine. That's okay. That's fine. If I say, if I say a train of thought on that, then I think it's absolutely. I think that it's wrong. Totally wrong. I personally don't see why I do not see why anybody can pick uh, A guy that's finishing Six in the middle six table And just seeing out the season or whatever Before, before a guy like James Tavernier I put Ryan Kent in probably because he's the same thing me But I, I just don't see it I don't see it, I just yeah. don't see it I mean Ross County are actually They're sitting fifth which would qualify them for Europe For the first time in their history So if Charles Cook was to play a key part in that John's putting a lot of emphasis on what the team does So yeah. It's an individual, like you say, award though you know, Voted by the players Exactly That's where you've got your results from It's the players that have voted for it I'm not disagreeing with John I think a few of the Rangers players have had really good seasons They're sitting in a, a semi-final of the Europa League Alright, they might not be able to claw back the, the league But there's been good performers for, for Rangers You know, very good performers But this is voted by the players So yeah. it's I, pretty I totally agree with that And, and for simple. me, when I was voting for it I didn't really, maybe I should have watched what was going on in Europe It's about when they played against me, how I saw them you know, that, that was it. That was what my vote was about. Mm. So it wasn't about in Europe what they did internationally. It's what they did in the Scottish Premier League. Mm. And that's what players have voted from. Charles Cook scoring that amount of goals. Someone's come on here and say he doesn't deserve to be there. For me, it's quite shocking. Thank you, John. He's shocked. You're flabbergasted. We all need to lie down. Let's leave it there and we'll get the rest of the answers to the teaser next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here Before we take any more calls I can see Chris wants to discuss the player of the year shortlist I don't think he's happy about it um, Before we get any more answers to the teaser as well Let me run this past you Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals We are a whisker of 30 grand now on Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals It could be tomorrow night Because Rangers take on RB Leipzig Each goal Rangers score Adds another £250 To the pot of 29500 Even I can figure that out If Rangers get two tomorrow We hit the 30 grand. Then on Sunday When Rangers and Celtic meet We'll do £500 a goal So by the end of the weekend Who knows what we could be looking at It runs right through to the end of the season In the league, in Europe and the cup So it's going to be huge at the end of the season And one of you will win the lot Every single penny tax free So don't leave it to chance Don't leave it too late Pick up the phone, text GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It is £2 to text Plus your standard message rate over 18s only And the full terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May which is Scottish Cup final day. So for your chance to be the winner, text GOAL to 61025 right now. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Golden Goals. Right, let's see how you two are doing. You had a couple of moments to gather your thoughts there on this teaser. It's since 2009-10, 11 players have been on the PFA Scotland Team of the Year three or more <coughs> 
times You've got Forrest, Brown, Alan McGregor, James Tavernier Alfredo Morelos, Kieran Tierney Steve Davis Yes, well done Lee Griffiths No mm, A couple of wee sneaky ones in there Is Rogic on there? No, he is not Couple of sneaky ones. Mm-hmm. So you know, you might not always have to look at Celtic or Rangers for them all. Stevenson, perhaps. No. I'm looking at the time frame here. You probably come up against, yeah, a couple of them. Marvin probably dominated you, and that's what got them in. <laughs> who, who doesn't? <laughs> uh, right. Let's see how we. Get on between now and the end of the show. Um, Chris is a Rangers fan in Rockhill. What's your take on this Player of the Year shortlist, Chris? How you doing, guys? Uh, I basically it's just me and my, my mate John were sitting and listening to it, and uh, I think it's a it's a bit farcical that the likes of James Tavernier uh, hasn't hasn't been put forward for that mm-hmm. uh, for the, the shortlist before. Um, to put it into context, I'm not saying it's going to happen because I I don't want to jinx it, but Rangers um, they're still in they're still in the, the running for the league. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but it's no mathematically possible. Mm-hmm. But just say they did. They're in the semi-final European competition and they're in the, the final of the Scottish Cup. So say they even got two of them and say at the Euro, Europa League and the Scottish Cup and then people are going to look in for the outside and go, and not one of their players were, not, were, were shortlisted for that. I, I don't know what Tom Rogic has done this season any more than the likes of... Uh, Ryan Kent, James Tavernier, Goldson, even do you know what I mean? Of Morelos, I mean, I don't get, I don't get. I know it's uh, the professionals have put it forward, but something seriously uh, deluded a new game that not one one of your players have been put forward for that. But it's it's not it's not really surprising to be honest. What do you mean by that? No surprising. It's just it's, it's that old it's that old uh, thing at, um, at the top. Rangers are on the well liked and it's J- but James James Tavernier is the reigning PFA Scotland Player of the Year. Uh, what, so you can't you can't get it more than that. You can't get it more than more than once. More well, than that, that, that's obviously not what I'm saying. But if there's some sort of hatred for Rangers within our game, and you think that's what stopped them being nominated this year, how did they win it last year? Maybe maybe hatred was a was a bit of a, a harsh word to use, but what I'm saying is, what is what is Tom Rogic done this season more? Oh, listen, look, like that, that's that's much more valid. Of course, we can, we can debate that, but you did say it's not surprising, and then you spoke about you know sort of anti ranger sentiment. If that's the case, how did he win it last year? Because well, it was invincible, wasn't it? There was just no question. But now it seems to be like. Well, so you can put the hatred to one side if Rangers go invincible. Right, that's what they do, right? That's what I'm saying. Oh, anyone? <laughs> I, I, I just don't understand it, right? And I, and I say this quite a lot when we speak on, on topics. And obviously I'm from England, so I came up here seven or eight years ago. I've never been within the dressing room where these votes have happened and players say, I am not voting for that player because they play for that football club. I've been at Hibs who have a rivalry of hearts and not once has a player said, I'm not voting for that player. <clears throat> you vote for the best players who've come up against you. That That is it. It doesn't matter who they play for. doesn't matter anything about them. If they've been the best in that position against you, then you vote for them. That is it. And by the way, even if they did though, it would be pretty strange to not do it last year and then introduce it this year. Yeah, exactly. 
it just doesn't make sense. And sometimes I get it. No matter who's on this list, no matter what four players are on this list, you don't have an argument for others. Exactly. And I understand that. But let's not say, say the players got it wrong then. Let's not say about the, the top of the game. They have no influence on this. It's the players within the dressing rooms who vote for this. Our esteemed colleague Fraser Wishart is twitching <laughs> at the moment at the thought uh, of it. Um, I, I, to be fair, Simon, I, like the, the sort of the main gist of Chris's point is that James Tavernier deserves a mention. And I don't think. <clears throat> I don't, I don't think many people would, would argue with that No I don't think it's so I think Tavernier's had a, another great season and, and as Chris quite rightly says It could be a, an unbelievable season You know depending on how results go in the next few weeks uh, His goal return again We talk about it all the time Unbelievable So I would yeah I could see where He's maybe missed out But the thing that strikes me here is People taking it so personally As if it's a slur against your team uh, The players have voted for it You've got four nominees there. It's, you could argue for Tav. You could ar- argue for Tavenier to be on it. Uh, but the players have picked, so you just have to go on. I'm sure Chris would be more happy if his team go on and win the Europa League uh, and manage to turn the league round. I'm sure the awards would be more... This is a personal award. As I said, the guy, Charles Cook, that will be a, a real sense of pride there. He's, he's had a good season, good goal return, and the players have voted for him. Yeah, I think sometimes it is worth remembering that Marvin that the the team success or lack of that season it's, in fact it's not relevant at all really um, you, you can understand why it comes into the, the conversation a bit but I, I used the example earlier and it's, it's worth repeating the Scottish Championship I know it's not as exciting as arguing yeah. over Celtic and Rangers the Scottish Championship team of the year has got two Kilmarnock players in it they have been promoted they are yeah. champions they're coming back to the top flight and it's got four Partick Thistle players in it who sit in fourth place at the moment it's a personal award and these things ultimately can happen yeah like you said it is a personal and it doesn't matter about what the club have done because I'm telling you something if there's someone you know but say let's say Dundee now who scored 30 goals are we saying he shouldn't be voted because his team are bottom of the league it doesn't matter about the team it's about the individual that is why it's player of the year it's not team of the year if it was team of the year I'd understand it if Ross County were there and Rangers weren't I, I totally get that you can only vote for four and these are the four that the players have gone with thank you Chris it was nice to speak to you that was Chris in Rock Hill on 01419511025 probably be the end of uh, the calls tonight we're running out of time which means we've ended the poll as well your fashion choice live on Sports Scene on Sunday 1,800 votes That's a pretty good sample size Yes, it's acceptable 45% of the votes Do you know what? All the Livingston boys would have voted for no no, That's why It looks awful 55% of the votes And not a single person has loaded a picture of themselves Have they in their gear? Exactly No, no, they have not Uh, They have not However, maybe this will cheer you up Uh, Your significant other half Ailey Barber A well-known figure in Scottish football You blamed her shamelessly uh, for making you, making you late at yeah. the top of the show, we asked if she would accept responsibility. We do all know that punctuality is perhaps not Marvin's strongest point. I have lost count how many times I've been ready to go standing at the door and he's brushing his hair. But this time, actually, got his lateness was my fault. <laughs> Apologies. It was my fault today and not his. There you go. By the way, because that, that started, I looked at Simon and I thought, this is not going the way it should be going. <laughs> and I was about to drive straight home from the studio, but now it's okay, I'll go to hers. Anyway, right, <laughs> what have we got on the teaser? A couple more players since 2009-10 who've been in the player of uh, the team of the year three times or more. You've got Forrest, Brown, Alan McGregor, James Tavernier, by the way, after the last call, Morelos, Tierney and Davis, Stephen Davis. Right, Ferguson? No. Struggle. 
Men of Ruth again. Got a bit excited there. I think she had enough of us yeah, trying to get us out of the door. <laughs> My answer wasn't that bad. Right, wow. a couple more. Um, right, so you need to think Aberdeen for two of them. So think of that Aberdeen team that was really consistent. You know, McInnes was always taking Pass the barrel thereabouts. No, they would have been. Is he a striker? No, both. Um, one sort of was quite versatile, but either midfield or left back. Played for Inverness as well. He is. No. Oh. He's got a brother oh. That you should know Are you joking me? Who's Andrew Shinney's brother? Oh Graham <laughs> Graham Shinney Oh I bossed him a few times by the way That's right. why I didn't okay. think of him uh, What about the, He was a real stalwart of Aberdeen His most recent club up here Cove Right back Who's the Aberdeen right back From that successful era? Come on quick 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 Logan Shea Logan yep And the last one uh, Dundee United and went to Celtic You must know this guy Armstrong Yes Stuart Armstrong Thank you very much mm. To Oh no there's another one Quick Goal machine Kilmarnock and Rangers Boyd. Boyd. Yes we're back tomorrow With Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale Till 11pm Make sure you don't miss that tomorrow